0: Express represent those only of the panel and callers, and do not reflect the views of WNRI and its owners. Telephone lines are now open at 7690600. And now, let's join the Upfront panel. Hi everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Upfront radio program. I've been doing this since 1983, maybe before that. I can't, my memory doesn't go back that far. Anyway, welcome into the program. And uh, today uh, we're going to do it in three segments, uh, three complete uh, and different topics. One is Autumn Fest. Number two is real estate. We'll be chatting with uh, Robert Motton and he's with Crossroads Real Estate Group. But he was also president of the uh, Rhode Island Realtors Association, and uh, and has been selling real estate. Since uh, he left uh, Marquette Credit Union. <laughs> so And who was Marquette Credit Union to some people, right? So you, you can see that the guy is uh, pretty well versed in real estate. It's a crazy market up there. The interest rates are going up. And the housing inventory is not getting any better. And the prices continue to, uh, to rise. And is Winsocket uh, like the rest of the state? Yes. It's just in proportion. We'll save that for that segment of the program, and then in the uh, third segment, um, the he, uh, Adam is is the new executive director coming uh, today. Ah, uh, uh,
1: yes, yes, yes.
0: All right, Paulette Hamilton will be joining us. New uh, uh, executive director. She's been in now a while of the Downtown Woonsocket Collaborative, and uh, also um, uh, joining us. Uh, for a second time in the program that's the first time i've ever had a guest join me in the same program <laughs> in different capacities but you're a busy guy adam um oh yeah so, so you're uh, she's the executive director you're the new chairman of, i am yes right of the uh of the downtown collaborative yes and uh and then um hopefully the event chair uh, geraldine barclay uh barclay king will be joining us too so we'll try to put it all together but um, you've got to take that hat off as, um, as chairman of the collaborative and put your hat on uh, for something else with Autumn Fest. Welcome <laughs> to segment number one of the program. I hope I haven't confused the audience, but we've got three <laughs> topics to talk about, and Autumn Fest is the first topic. General Chair, Judy Sullivan. Good morning to you.
2: Good morning, Roger. Thanks so much for having us on, and we love talking about Autumn Fest. Right? Oh, yeah. Appreciate the time.
0: So do I. I've been talking about it a long, <laughs> long, long time—the good, the bad, and the ugly. Right. <laughs> and uh, then uh, also uh, joining us in studio to uh, let me get my recording going here. Uh, joining us uh, is the uh, secretary of uh, the Autumn Fest uh, Steering Committee, and also the uh, website coordinator, Adam Brunetti. Yes. We're ready to go. All right. Let's go to the chairperson first of all. Uh, A general uh, blanket question. Autumn Fest is alive and well. True or false?
2: Oh, extremely true. We have already, we've been meeting, we've been planning, we've got uh, a lot more to do, but uh, so far so good. We have some, we have our scholarship uh, deadline, that's May 1st. So if you haven't gone onto the website yet, go onto the website, download the scholarship, or they're at the schools as well, so you can get them either way. And get that out and fill it in and, and get it to us by May 1st.
0: Purpose of this program uh, today, just like uh, sometimes uh, the police officers go around, this is a wellness check, right? Uh, so we're doing a wellness check on, on Autumn Fest, And already uh, in my pre-meeting with uh, Adam and Judy, uh, uh, things are, uh, are well. And so we're going to take individual topics. And when I bring up a topic, either one of you can grab it or you can both uh, go on to it. Um Tent, will there be one?
2: There will definitely be a beer tent this year. So we have the proposals, the RFP is already out. They are on the website as well. We are already starting to meet with um, interested parties, social clubs, um, individuals that are interested in um, taking over the beer tent this year. So definitely, yes, there will be a beer tent. Yes.
0: Now we're going to do one for Adam. All right. All right. Food Row. And uh, the reason I uh, talk about Food Row is that in our uh, outside discussion, not only uh, them, but uh, anybody who wants to do and crafts, or anybody who uh, wants to uh, have uh, in the I they used to call it consumer showcase. I don't know if they still call uh, it that's the that.
3: exhibitor showcase.
0: Exhibitor sh- showcase. Um, they're not only are they welcome to, uh, to participate in Autumn Fest, but uh, you're introducing an online vendor's application. Here's Adam Brunetti to explain that a little bit.
3: Yeah, so one of the big things that, especially for me, handling the website and the majority of the technology for Autumn Fest is every year I try to improve the experience for. Not only our vendors, but for the general public. So this year we're very excited to be releasing an interactive tool on the website that will show you the full vendor map online where any vendor can go in and they can choose the, their exact spot that they want to uh, set up their tent during, during the festival. And that way we're not having to worry about, well, who paid first and then they get the, the spot that they wanted and all of that because that always turns into a very big headache for our vendor coordinator and, in turn, very big headache for me <laughs> as I'm trying to help the vendor coordinator. Yes. <laughs> so I think what, uh, having this new interactive tool is going to be a really big improvement for us, and I'm really excited to see what, what that comes of. What we want to do is, you know, as you click on the booth, you're going to see what vendor it is, what they'll be selling. You can search by vendor, search by what you're trying to look to buy, and then same thing for Food Row. We won't have the... For Food Row, because we have so many of our re- returning restaurants that have you know their spot, we're not going to be having them select their spots through, through that process like the vendors are, but uh, anyone can now go onto the interactive map. We'll have QR codes throughout the park, on the brochures. It'll be right on our website. And from there, you can, you can search for what kind of food you want to buy. And on each of the, each of the Food Row spots will have the menu for each booth. So you, you'll already know what each of the restaurants are, are selling before you even get, get to the booth.
0: Adam, uh, for uh, a layman like myself uh, understanding, are you using the same technology for your vendor application as you would if you went to showcase cinema or the stadium theater and and you were you know trying to uh, book a seat and i want a uh, row g nine and then you send a a verification that it's all there and so it, forth
3: it's something like that it's more akin to like the the show floor of of like at a, at a conference uh, center yeah. so like the Violin home show you you, you want to go to booth. 1800 a so now you that's you can now book that exact spy on the show floor
0: mm-hmm. first come first serve too absolutely and you've got the timestamp to prove it yes <laughs> that, that saves uh, many a rear ends of people those time stamps that's many are. hours for me let me tell you all right i'm gonna i'm gonna jump back to a uh, food row um so um are we going to see uh, the traditional food vendors along with food trucks? Or uh, is it going to look different uh, than last year or pretty much the same?
2: I think it'll look pretty much the same. There may be a few differences. Um, we'll see who, who comes back this year. Julie Larravee is heading up Food Row this year, and those applications should be online soon as well, so they can jump in and fill out yep. their applications. Um, Adam will put that up. I don't think Adam sleeps at all. So I,
3: I don't, <laughs> but it, it's fine. It's worth it when we see the end result. That is all yes yeah.
2: So <laughs> it, it may look a little different. We may have a little more room for some food trucks this year. We're not sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll see what applications that we receive as well. Keep the variety coming.
0: Adam, uh, I I can just tell you, uh, having been young once myself... uh which was a long time ago uh four hours sleep uh, was okay uh, but as you get older you'll add an hour oh yeah and little by little you'll be, be, be up to me
3: oh, oh, oh the goal is to have a normal sleep schedule right. by
0: the time i'm like 50 so i got 20 years judy uh, but the, uh, um, you know eight hours is still a good, a good amount of uh, sleep right So
2: oh, i love eight hours yeah i think yes. That's,
0: yes you do eight hours
2: works with a nap
0: <laughs> All right, we're going to talk about one more topic before we take a little break here, uh, and that is uh, not everything is at the autumn fest grounds, um, like, um, you know, the amusements or, or the food or whatever. Um, things happen uh, before autumn fest and after autumn fest and like scholarships. And one of the things that you wanted to tell us about was uh, your philanthropy outside of the event of uh, Columbus Day weekend, or October uh, weekend. And uh, so tell us about the scholarship one.
2: So this is our second year? This is our third third year. year. Third Mm -hmm. year offering the scholarship um, to any high schooler in the area. And the applications, as we said, is right on our website, autumnfest.org. So you can head on there, download the application, fill it out, submit it. And depending on how many applicants we get, it will depend. We gave out one last year. We gave out
3: one $500 one uh, for the past two years. and We would look
2: to give out more this year. Mm -hmm. Um, We like to to share the wealth and to help out uh, the community and the kids as well.
0: We'll be back with more after a couple of commercials here.
2: Let's meet for
1: lunch or dinner at the Roast House. Their menu offers something for everyone. Seafood and chicken, roasts, steaks, and chops. Appetizers and their rotation of the heartiest soups in the area. Open Sunday through Thursday, 1130 to 9. Friday and Saturday, 1130 to 10 p.m. Now, here are some of the delicious choices awaiting you at the Roast House.
0: Hey, it's fresh in my mind, uh, the delicious choices. Why? Because I was there yesterday. And um, and I love that uh, luncheon menu they have. I'm looking at the prices: uh, eight ninety nine, nine ninety nine, ten ninety nine. <clears throat> and uh, let's see, my uh, my wife had the uh, the buffalo chicken strips and fries, and uh, I had the um, haddock tacos, and uh, my good friend Leo had the hot open faced. Roast turkey has that all the time when we go there. They were all $8.99, and they'll be served today for lunch. And, of course, if uh, you don't see anything on the luncheon menu, then you can uh, choose from the the regular menu. Sometimes from the regular menu, I have the Portuguese Fra Diablo mussels. Uh, I have to admit, they are spicy. Uh, They do stay with me all day long, but, however, I love spicy food, and you'll love the... Portuguese Fra Diablo-style mussels at uh, the Roast House. You can get them regular, incidentally, um, but um, I highly recommend the uh, the Fra Diablo. All right, we have one more ad here to uh, address, and uh, his name is Scott McGee. He's in um, real estate, and he would love to, uh, to talk to you about... Uh, Maybe selling your house, huh? Scott McGee from the Stearns McGee team is ready. Whether you're buying or selling a home or just curious about the local market conditions, Scott would love to offer his services to you. He knows the local community, both as an agent and a neighbor, and can help you guide through the nuances of the current real estate market. So let Scott work hard for you. Your real estate experience will be memorable and enjoyable. You can reach him directly at 401 Six. You're listening to WNRi's Upfront, a radio internet talk show. Now, let's get back to the panel. All right, uh, the panel today is uh, Adam Brunetti, secretary of Autumn Fest, and also uh, website uh, coordinator for Autumn Fest. And our other guest is uh, Judy Sullivan, who is chairman of Autumn Fest this year. And uh, so they're in studio, and it's a wellness check on Autumn Fest, uh, just going through uh, the different categories of uh, what goes on at Autumn Fest. And uh, the final part of the program is going to be talking about uh, the 24 people. And as uh, the, um, I don't know, I guess Joe Callahan wrote this, and very, he does a nice job uh, when we get to him of uh, being the uh, person who not only you know, on stage, he does a nice job on stage when he does on stage work, but he does a nice job of writing the news releases and getting off, off to us. And he writes, and I, I agree with him, 24 dedicated, talented, and community-driven volunteers, and we're going to talk about some of them. So... Uh, remembering my uh over 20, uh, I guess 25 years on the Autumn Fest Steering Committee, uh, I was sometimes I was good, sometimes I was bad, but I guess that's the way it works with everybody, right? We have our good moments and bad moments, but I, I do know that you have to have veteran members come back again and again to give uh history, uh, and um, uh, and a perspective to uh, the organization, and you got a bunch of those, and then we have. Some new members. So since uh, you're older here in the studio, not older than me, <laughs> we're going to let you talk about the, the veterans. So who are the people that uh, are, are coming back again and again to help you?
2: All right. Well, we have Garrett Manceri again this year as a co-vice chair with Stephanie Santoro. And Garrett's in his sixth year and Stephanie is in her eighth year. Uh, Cindy Johnson uh, stays on as treasurer. It is her fourth year of Autumn Fest. And can't say enough about uh, the man sitting next to me, Adam Brunetti. It's, it says it's his third year, but I think he's been with us for 40 years. It, it feels <laughs> like only, that. it. Does. <laughs> Um, of course, again, as you mentioned, Joe Callahan, he's in his ninth year with Autumn Fest. Uh, Lisa Cashaferro is her third year. Donna Coder starts her third year. Uh, Jennifer Cunanan, who is in charge of uh, the vendor coordinator and talked about how smoother that's going to be this year. Is oh, she's going to love me so much after yeah.
3: this one.
2: <laughs> Tom Gray is back as a parade chair for his ninth year. And Cynthia Henderson is doing souvenir coordination for her fourth year. Uh Susan Kerwin will be her fifth year with Autumn Fest and she is doing special activities. And Dave Lamro seems to win the oh no, he's in he's in a tie with Bill Schneck, but <laughs> Dave Lamro will be his fourteenth year with Autumn Fest. Wow. That's absolutely amazing. He is our operations coordinator. Kidfest is his son Matt, third year. Um, Steve Laramie who does an amazing job with entertainment, be his fourth year with Autumn Fest. Julie Larrabee who is picking up on Food Row this year. Can't Appreciate her enough. Is will be in her sixth year. Tyler Martin enters his ninth year as park management, and Nancy Phillips. I think that's the Oh my long gosh, one. thirty years! Yeah, You're right. She wins.
0: The problem with a person like Nancy <laughs> is that she remembers when I was there, and she could probably not tell you not tell you the best of stories. I hope she's got a bad memory.
2: Uh, Kristen Quinn is is her second year. She'll be doing the sports and fitness. And Bill Schneck is 14th year as well. And then Dan Tavaro is our exhibitor showcase coordinator. It is his third year. So we are blessed. And Adam's going to pr- talk to you about the, the newcomers
0: Newcomers. Year. All
3: right, Adam. You're newcomers. On. Yeah, so uh, we were lucky enough to bring in some, some new people this year. Uh, Alethea Forcier is going to be handling all the volunteer coordination. Uh, so for her first year with us, she is a master stylist at Secret, be- Secret Beauty Spa. Uh, Tim Forsier is taking over one of my roles from last year. Uh, I'm so sad about that. Uh, he is now our digital arts coordinator. So he'll be, he'll be handling our Facebook, Instagram, a lot of the social media aspect of it. Uh, so he's a maintenance service manager with Equity Residential Apartments. Tracy Martin will be our community outreach coordinator. So she will be working with the social clubs and working out, working to have us be more involved with the community Throughout the year, uh, so she is a senior delivery manager with IRI Worldwide, and Chelsea Russell uh, will be joining us as assistant treasurer. Uh, she is a per diem registered nurse, uh, and she is a she was a huge help last year with, with Cindy in uh, all of the treasury treasurer duties. And we're looking forward to
0: her, having her on the committee. Are you looking for more assistance or? or are you bounded by some kind of a bylaw that you can only have 24 or, or or volunteers or you must need more help right
2: we always look for people for the subcommittees as well right now 24 is our number for the uh, the bylaws so but we are always looking for and again That would be under lease, you know, volunteers. We need a ton of volunteers to Mm -hmm. make sure. And it's, you know, people jumping in all the time, friends of friends. uh, Reach out to somebody that's on the committee if you're interested. But we are always looking for people for the subcommittees as well. Yep, and
3: there's a contact form on the website. You can uh, send, send an email to us, let us know if you're interested. And if you go to the steering committee page of the website, you can click on each of our individual pages. And you can reach out and contact all of us right from our pages.
0: Alright, um, and as we uh, conclude, because uh, is there anything else you wanted to add before I ask my kind of general question uh, as we close out? I just want to make sure we cover it. Yeah,
3: I on think these. one more thing is that, yeah. you know, we were talking about the, our philanthropy efforts, and one of the big things that we have the Grand Marshal do every year, and we'll, we'll be announcing our Grand Marshal very shortly, is the Grand Marshal is allowed to choose uh, charities and nonprofits in the city that, that they would like to supported, and so we have a maximum, we have a uh, $5,000 amount that we will, that we divvy up between the chosen charities
0: of Mm -hmm. our Grand Marshal. All right, and so uh, when are you asking people to make uh, suggestions for Grand Marshals?
3: So that, we have already (laughs) chosen our Grand Marshal. There was an online... I I didn't get the call. There was...
0: (laughs) I don't remember any call.
3: There was an online uh, nomination (laughs) process for Mm -hmm. about a month, and we had a lot of fantastic uh, applicants that were sent in and we chose... Our grand marshal at a last meeting, and we will be surprising them shortly with the right. husband.
0: So no, uh, no exclusive uh, scoop for me today. No, nope, not because today. Because the grand marshal <laughs> hasn't been notified. Correct. Well, oh, there's still hope for me, then, right?
3: There, yes. is. Yeah. there hey, is. we might be. Wa- wa- it could all- happen again. And <laughs> right. I might be completely <laughs> filled with uh, <laughs> right. orange jackets. Right. We'll <laughs> see. We'll see, right?
0: <laughs> all right. Hey, uh, thank you guys for thank you uh, for thank stopping you by. And my uh, closing uh, question, so to speak, is that uh, um, by running down this list of people, I see almost every category covered. It looks like there'll be a parade, looks like there'll be a grand marshal, looks like there'll be fireworks, looks like there'll be food, looks like there'll be... Is there going to be anything new do you think um, i mean i 'm not looking for a scoop again, uh, but will there be some new things or are you dropping anything
3: i think we 're always trying to find new new things to bring into the park and throughout you know, throughout the year it 's always developing it 's always halfway through you know, our planning process someone might have this fantastic idea that if we could bring it to fruition this year we 'll bring it and if we can't we'll put on the back burner and start planning it for next year it can be very fluid very and fluid. Uh, right <laughs> and
0: it's only april and uh you know you can introduce something as late as july and still put it in exactly. there exactly uh, they're all always last minute things all right so the um uh dr bouchard says uh, autumn fest is alive and well yes all right thank you all right uh, so therefore um uh there are no prescriptions needed at <laughs> cbs <laughs> <laughs> and um you don't have to uh, go on a keto diet or anything like that. All right. Thank Absolutely you. For, I appreciate you guys coming uh, coming in and uh, we'll uh, chat again as we make our way through um the s- rest of the spring and summer and um and get progress reports. Thank, thank you, you Judy. I'm- Thank you, Adam. We'll see you in 15 it. minutes. <laughs> okay. Okay. Bye-bye. Champs Liquors for Kiway. 481 Clinton Street One Socket, still featuring Flip Flop Wines. A California winery that has crafted a variety of wines that are fun, fruit flavored, with amazing taste. Listen to what we have. Two bottles of flip-flop wine for $10, including Cabernet Sauvignon, Merlot, Pink Moscato, Regular Moscato, Chardonnay, and Pinot Grigio. Again, two bottles for $10 mix and match and our newest wine edition comes from italy check out the stella rosa collection it's a semi-sweet wine offered in a variety of tastes including peach blackberry blueberry watermelon and green apple dimension a few and affordably priced at 11.99 or 12.99 goes well with a wide range of appetizers entrees and desserts and yes we continue the best price in town on bud or bud light 30 pack 2647 plus tax we're open daily 8 a.m to 9 p.m for a great selection of beer and wine and spirits you can count on champs liquors 481 clinton street all right thank you you know there's a a bakery in cumberland that's so special that you should visit it yeah especially before easter it's under the willow bakery at 3383 menden road in cumberland why are we so special Because all bakery delights are homemade family recipes, we are not a mass-production bakery. And you'll find it all, including cookies and cupcakes and scones and muffins and croissants and brownies and whoopie pies and spinach pies and many other sweets and savory treats. Do you love coffee like I do? We've got a great uh, selection of coffees, including a nice cappuccino. And uh, also lattes, all made to order, all fresh, all delicious. And, yes, we make everything here on the premises. So if you're interested in a special order, call Michelle at 425 The name of the business, again, under the Willow Bakery in Cumberland, open daily, Tuesday through Saturday. And um, uh, 730 in the morning, weekends at 8. Coming from Woonsocket, just beyond Cumberland Hill Fire Station. The fire stations on the right-hand side were on the left-hand side. Family-owned and operated. No long lines at Under the Willow Bakery. It's Easter week and below's flower flowers, 665 Diamond Hill Road, Socket is ready with Easter lilies and tulips and hyacinths and hydrangeas and daffodils and azaleas and lots of hanging plants. Plus, fresh and cut flower arrangements are available anytime, daily. We're open this coming Easter Sunday, 9 to 3. Other days, like uh, today, tomorrow, and Saturday, 9 to 6. Flowers for all occasions, including Easter celebrations at Belos Flowers, 665 Diamond Hill Road, Socket. Alright, how about lunch today at Ciro's and then we'll talk to Bob Martin. Charming ambience in a cozy setting with scrumptious food and entertainment is a great way to describe Ciro's Tavern at 42 Cherry Street, Woonsocket. Stop by for lunch Wednesday through Sunday featuring new luncheon specials added by Chef Fernando. Check out our soup served in a crock and deli sandwich combos at 10.99, Or our specialty combos like Philly cheese and sirloin steak sandwiches served with your choice of soup, salad, seasoning. Or salad, fries, or seasonal vegetables. And at the bar, appetizers, including house mix cocktails and sangria specials, they're all $6 every day till 5 p.m. I recommend the tequila margaritas. Come on and enjoy your lunch at Ciro's Wednesdays through Sundays, or come in and wind down after work at 42 Cherry Street, Woonsocket. Ciro's of Woonsocket. Let's be happy again and wine and dine at Ciro's. You're listening to WNRI's Upfront, a radio internet talk show. Now, let's get back to the panel. Okay, let's get back to uh, part two of our three part uh, program today. And from Autumn Fest, we go to uh, real estate, and then we'll uh, talk about the Downtown Winsocket Collaborative. But right now, on our live line, is a guy who uh, knows a lot about uh, real estate and you know, uh are you there, Bob Martin? I'm just checking to make sure you're online. I am, Roger. Okay. Um, real estate, I uh, was telling uh, Jeff Gamash, real estate news is in the top 10 news stories of uh, 2022 so far because, because there are three things, um, it seems to me, happening. Uh, interest rates are going up. And uh, the second thing is that uh, uh, low inventory of houses is still there. And the third thing is that... Um, is that um, the prices um, are not coming down. And so uh, all that together makes for, uh, I don't know if you want to call it a volatile real estate market, but a uh, general question for Bob Martin as we begin our discussion of real estate is, can you assess the greater Woonsocket real estate market uh, for us as A, a buyer, and B, a seller?
1: Well, um the market continues to be good uh inventories like the rest of the state in woonsocket are around relatively tight uh, single-family homes as of yesterday there were 16 mm-hmm. homes for sale in woonsocket um you know many pending uh but you know in your opening remarks you you are correct um with rates rising it has not up to now Severely or it does not look like it impacted people's willingness to purchase. Uh, prices have, have not come down. Uh, what I would say is um, increases have slowed. In some cases, you know, they've kind of leveled off. Uh, but it all depends on the desirability of a particular house, the condition it's in. So if you get a, what we'll call a primo home, um, we're still getting at an open house, you know, on occasions, you know, 15, 20 families looking at it. Um, the, uh, these multiple offers, uh, there are fewer of them. So I would say that with rates rising, uh, things have, you know, tempered a little bit. But rate, um, houses, prices of homes have certainly not fallen backwards at this point. They've, they've hung steady and that the market continues to be uh, very good. So if you're a seller, um, it is a good time to sell. Um, because as rates rise, you know, well what I find, Raj, is when people are buying a home, they're more concerned about what their monthly payment is as opposed to what their rate of interest or what they're paying for the house. Now granted, that determines their payment. But if they get a payment that's affordable, they're less concerned about, oh, am I overpaying for this house, or should I rate, wait for rates to come down? I mean, even if, if what rates haven't gone up, um, generally in the 5% range. Um, yeah, it's not 25 anymore, it's not 3 but it's still historically good. So I would say we still have a a market that's very similar to what it's been, although it's probably slowed a little bit. I, I don't see a collapse in it. I don't see... Real estate is being a bubble where, um, you know, prices are
0: going to collapse like the last time. Um, so, yeah, I would say the state of real estate is, is good not only in Winsaga but throughout the state. Um, are the interest rates uh, going to, like, um, I, I know it's only an opinion, but I can remember some pretty high interest rates. Uh, do you think that, um, you know, like 5 6% is where it's going to plateau?
1: Yeah, I think it, uh, it seems like, you know, NAS, National Association of Realtors, um, it, it, you know, when, when pay, well, we're already at the 5%. Maybe we'll see a 6%. But, you know, that industry, like everything else, is supply and demand. And, you know, if rates get to a point where people uh, don't apply, uh, it's going to adjust itself. Uh, the refinance market has already pretty much, you know, uh, decreased dramatically. Um where people were you know, I can get in at three percent, two and a half, you know, at five, five and a quarter. If you've got a six percent rate of interest it's not worth refinancing. Uh, you'd have to have a mortgage of seven or eight percent. And um, you know, the low rates have been around so long that most people do not have that. So, you know, that will be also be driven by supply and demand. I don't see rates going through the roof like with inflation, if you will. It's not gonna mirror that, but yeah, I, I believe we'll see somewhere in the, the upper fives in the, in the spring market through the summer. Uh, but I don't see them climbing to seven, seven or eight percent or anything
0: like that. My final question for you has to do with politics and real estate. Uh, I know you had a, a state-level position. In real estate, so you had a, a real good overview of Rhode Island uh, real estate market. What about the General Assembly? This year they seem to be getting really involved in trying to control certain aspects of real estate. But the one that, to me, struck me was a piece of legislation, I don't know if it's ever, ever going to go anywhere, saying uh, you uh, have a multifamily house and you have to offer it to a non-profit <laughs> before you... Before you can sell it to uh, the general real estate market, I don't know if you've heard about about that kind of legislation. But has the General Assembly been um, a uh, uh, shall we say an interferer in the real estate business uh, over the uh, over the years, or is this something new? I'm sensing.
1: Um, well, we also have a, you know our lobbyists and whatnot. I think overall, um, you know, the introduction of a bill and the passing of a bill is something else. What well, you just. Alluded to to me is totally ludicrous about right of first refusal. It's un-American, you know, because the next thing's going to be well we'll buy it, but we want the house rebuilt. But um, I don't believe that bill's going to go far. But uh, no, I they, you know, there's always the well the the left side, if you will, that wants to you know want want want, and and they perceive landlords and whatnot as rich, uh, which isn't always the case. Um, which usually isn't the case. So, um, no, I, I would say that overall, um, when the dust settles, yeah, in the beginning of the assembly, there's a lot of bills that get introduced and you say, oh, wow. Um, but generally speaking, they level off. Um, the realtors certainly don't get everything they want, but I think that um, the years are receptive at the State House, and um, overall, they've been reasonable in what they they ultimately
0: passed. And my final little question here is <clears throat> with the lack of inventory out there, has the real estate agent pool shrunk? Uh, because some people say, well, I don't have any houses to sell. I'm getting out of this. I'm going to I'm going um, to go drive a truck.
1: No, uh, I don't want to say, well, I guess I would say, unfortunately it hasn't. Uh, presently, uh, I, I am still president of the statewide and multiple listing service. For our little state of Rhode Island, there are approximately 7,100 licensees, realtors in the state of Rhode Island. Um, Many are part-time. One of the sobering statistics is that of the 7,000, approximately 65 to 60% either do not sell a house in a particular year or sell one or two. Um, But it is an industry where, you know, if you're doing it full-time, it's one thing, but you're also allowed to, and it, it lends itself, someone can have a part-time job, a full-time job, and still have a real estate license. So a lot of people out there, a lot of realtors out there, they just look to supplement their income, if you will. So it, it doesn't lend itself where someone's saying, gee, real estate is, uh, is slowed up, I'm going to get out of the business. There always are some, but the costs are not so onerous that... You know, it's not thousands of dollars to keep your license, mm-hmm. so it, it becomes affordable. So, no, um, the classes are always full, and the number of licensees continue to uh, just pile on. You know, um, to give you an idea, you know, many many years ago, I used to my office used to have a oh maybe twenty five percent of the market one socket, and I'm going back a lot of years, you know, thirty years ago uh, when when I looked at the what was for sale in Socket uh, a couple of days ago? Of the 16 homes, let's say that were for sale, there was not, to my knowledge, now there was not one home that was listed by the same real estate agency. So it's just, you know, just a lot of answers at this point.
0: Thanks for chatting with us on real estate. Always an interesting topic, and uh, we, uh, we, you are our go-to guy for real estate questions. Thank you, Bob Martin. Have a good day. Uh, Thank you, Roger. Have a good week. All right. Bob Martin, Crossroads Real Estate Group, questions on real estate. All right, let's talk about downtown in a moment. The go-to place for authentic Italian dining is Savini's Pomodoro Italian Kitchen and Bar. Over 20 Italian dishes made to order from our menu. Or experience our Sicilian-style pizza. Build your own while you choose from your veggies, meats, and cheeses. And, of course, our traditional family-style chicken dinner is offered every day. Savini's Pomodoro on Rathbun Street with affordable accommodations for weddings, birthdays, anniversaries, and business meetings. Close Mondays, open... Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday at 4. Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays at noon. For reservations, call 762-5114. That's 762-5114. Savini's Pomodoro Italian Kitchen and Bar. 476 Rathbun Street, Socket.
2: Inviting you to join
4: us at our family-owned businesses, Savini's or Ciro's, perfect for any event.
0: Soup and salad bar now available and Papa Savini's famous roasted chicken and noodle soup, also available by the 32-ounce jar to take home at Savini's Pomodoro. Well, here's a question for you. From Vern Rainville. Do
3: you have frozen pipes or ice dams causing some damage to your home last winter? Well, this is probably covered by insurance. And did you know that you have two years to file a claim? Call Vern Rainville, the local adjuster that represents you, not the insurance company. Vern is a licensed public adjuster by the state of Rhode Island and will work for you to initiate a claim. You can call Vern Rainville today at 484... $384.95 384 95 for a free, no-obligation, in-home consultation. All calls are returned in less than 24 hours.
0: Kear Kosher, your accounting, financial planning, tax preparation, and business consulting services of Woonsocket and Warwick. 600 Cass Avenue, Woonsocket, Jefferson Boulevard, and Warwick. Call us locally at 766-8100. Remember, outside of the tax season, we do planning for business, individuals, and families. We're K.R. Kosher. We're certified public accountants. Again, our local number, 766-8100. And remember, having Kear Kosher to consult with on your personal financial situation is like having all the right answers. You're listening to WNRi's Upfront, a radio internet talk show. Now, let's get back to the panel. All right, the panel. As I said uh, earlier, Adam Brunetti has um, has uh, set a new record here on the Upfront program. It's the first time that I've had uh, a returning guest within the same program for a different organization. But uh, but there's always the first time. <laughs> All right, let me, uh, let me turn some microphones on here All in the right. studio so that, uh, so that we can hear everybody. Perfect. All right, so the third segment of our program concerns the Downtown Woonsocket Collaborative. We've been talking about them for a long time. And uh, they're still uh, here, and uh, we're going to promote um, the Spring Feet uh, that's coming up. Uh, but uh, we're going to, you know, talk a little bit about the organization. Paulette Hamilton who uh, we know uh, over the years is now... Uh, I'm not going to call her new because uh, she's been no, there... She's for she's old. Right? <laughs> she's been there a while. <laughs> anyway, current executive um, director of um, of the um, agency, for the lack of a better term. Paulette, welcome to the microphone, first of all.
4: Well, thank you very much. I appreciate it.
0: Um, what, do you, um, what do you see as your role? How did it get spelled out by uh, the board of directors when they... When they approached you, uh, uh, what is your mission? What do you have to accomplish? You're on. you got the microphone.
4: Well, thank you very much. So um, I think it was a combination of me contacting them and them contacting me when I saw that they were looking for someone. You know, I have a passion for the city. Lived here as a child. Have, a, you know, great memories of Main Street and downtown and going down with my mom on Saturday to shop. So it was very nostalgic. Um, what I wanted to do is make a contribution and you know, I'm I'm winding down in my career, so I wanted to find something of substance and something where I could make uh a giving back to a community. So, um, it sounded like a great idea to get involved with something that was, you know, maybe needed a new little twist, maybe need new ideas, maybe you know, try to try to make it be uh, a little bit more substantial. So um, it worked out great. Mm-hmm. They interviewed me and they said, "Do you want it?" And I said, "Sure." So it's a right now for me a very uh, part-time position. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, do it on the weekends, do it at night, try to help out when I can. And uh, you know, but we are really this is a very interesting group. You know, I don't know if everybody knows about what the potential is or what can be. Uh, what has been in the past, uh, you know, many, many years under different names, right? So um, I'm very excited. I think there's a lot to be done, and I'm willing to help out.
0: Good morning, Adam Brunetti, for a second time. Hello again. (laughs) Nice to uh, have you here. And um, so what do you see as, um, I guess you're the uh, chairman, right? I am, yes. Right, right. so... (laughs) Uh, I the way I would I would see it as chairman and then underneath that would be uh, executive director because uh, you're chairman of the board, Correct. right? So to speak. Right. What do you see Paul role is, and what would you like to see her accomplish? And you listen very carefully. Paul. I am. <laughs>
4: right.
3: So I think the uh, the biggest thing that we put out there when we were looking for the new executive director was someone that would really you know they they know Main Street, they know. The, the municipality side of things and really being able to bring that bring the experience of historic uh, preservation and main street revitalization to the organization. Uh, Garrett Manseri, who was our previous executive director, did a fantastic job of that. And it's and I think with the, with the new leadership that we have, uh, Paulette and I are going to lead this organization into. Uh, my, very, very great future. I think the the big thing is, you know, for Paulette is I wake up every morning and I seem like I have an, at least one or two emails from her with a new grant that, that we can apply for, uh, new opportunities for the city, and for that I'm I'm very excited about how passion the passion that she's already showing for the position, and what and for the future that we both
0: want to see for <coughs> the main street uh, here in Woonsocket. Paulette, when I was thinking about uh, your position, I said, you know, I think she's ideal for it because to me, selling and being in the radio business and doing what you're doing are very similar. Mm -hmm. Because um, yesterday I went out and I sold uh, with another person a new account, a new bakery in Cumberland. So developing new business is part of it. However keeping existing clients is another so i see existing businesses on main street and then i see potential new ones that are not there do you see that as your your role uh maintenance a of who's there and b let's find some new opportunities
4: yeah i do i think it's really it boils down to relationship relationship building um you know we i have very good relationship with mayor baldali hunt I'm, as Adam said, you know, very familiar with all the municipal – yeah, I'm having trouble today. Where's my coffee? Uh, The municipal leaders, uh, you know, how government works. And so there are things that I can probably look at differently than someone who doesn't have the same background that I Mm -hmm. have, right? So uh, I I view us as uh, looking at and cultivating existing businesses – Looking for opportunities such as when we hear of the education center being uh, operational at some point on Main Street, bringing in more people already, looking at, you know, having other businesses that may be interested in coming on board because there will be more activity, Um, looking for grants. Uh, you know, it's really just developing relationships with those that we have right now and trying to encourage others to see Main Street through the eyes that we have, which is very positive, very mm-hmm. upbeat, um, lots of potential. And there is a, you know, a, a massive um, undertaking across the country right now to revitalize Main Streets. Um, Adam and I have participated in some webinars already and seminars. uh, With other communities around the country. We're not the only ones thinking about this, and there's a lot of money available. And what we'd like to do is, you know, stare it in our direction so that we can provide uh you know a catalyst for our future mm-hmm. you know it may not be we may not see all the things that we want to see done in our lifetime well maybe he will but i probably won't um but uh, <laughs> but we, you have to start you know mm-hmm. and i think there have been starts and stops and starts and stops and i view us as a booster a booster organization mm-hmm. to what the city can do, you Correct. know, to assist the city in providing them with support for ex- for ideas.
0: And, Adam, uh, um, I haven't lost fact, uh, sight of the fact that when we set up this program, we're going to talk about the spring event on April 24th, so I'm going to get to that in a moment. But, um, but I heard the word grants, and I think that uh, that's another... Uh, That's the um, that's the C portion. Uh, Maintaining uh, businesses on Main Street, looking for new businesses, Mm -hmm. and getting funding. Right. Uh, So is that is that uh, what you're doing uh, a lot of uh, filling out those applications online?
4: Right. Yeah. (laughs) Tell me about it. I'm looking at those and. Trying to find uh, obscure grants that maybe mm-hmm. others don't know of, and uh, yeah, filling them out and giving it a shot, and trying to uh, working. You know, I work very closely with with the mayor and the uh, administration with planning and. Um, To see what they have as ideas and to see, ah, well, that's a good idea. You know, how about we provide you with X to enhance that? How, Mm -hmm. if we can work together, then we can get a bigger bang for the buck, you know, type of thing. Um, So we're very coordinated right now, I think, Mm -hmm. with the mission statement of the the city and what their goals and objectives are. Instead of going off tangentially, we're really coordinating with them. Right.
0: And now, okay. No, I just (laughs) say so. The grants,
4: you know, there are plentiful grants, but of course, everyone is. Trying to grab from the same pot, you know. Right. So you have to make sure that you're providing them with at least something that uh, is more unique than the other applicants, which is always a challenge. But right.
3: But I mean, with with the board that we have, with the the diverse uh, backgrounds, yep. the the experience, and ju- just the sheer amount of talent that we've we have on on the, the the board of directors, you know, we have people like me who do events for livings. We mm-hmm. have Main Street owners. We have uh, re- uh, People who are in real estate, um, people who have so many different experiences, were able to bring all, all of those experiences and, and have them work together to really make uh, this board uh, an incredible uh, force. And to the be thing is, with. you know,
4: this is a group of passionate volunteers. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what blows my mind that this is really a volunteer organization. Yeah. And we're all in it just because we love the city. So, the, you know, the, the goals will be achieved because I think the passion is there.
0: Absolutely. So I talked about A, B, and C, maintenance of business and looking for new business, C, grants. And, but uh, pub, public relations and letting people know that the uh, collaborative exists mm-hmm. by doing public events is next on the agenda. Mm-hmm. So what is, what's coming up? Are you having some kind of celebration or so party? Uh, well, so uh, one of our new events
3: this year is going to be a spring fete. And uh, so if you asked uh, Geraldine Barclay King, who is our new secretary of the DWC and the owner of Jerry's Bluffing Boutique on Main Street, uh, the fete is just about celebrating yourself. And, and what what we want to do is really uh celebrate the different cultures in the city uh and especially for jerry it's that celebrating the african culture and so the original date for the fet was april 24th and unfortunately just due to uh, how busy that all of us have gotten we will be pushing that back a month uh we'll be asking the council for a the new date of may 22nd uh but what what, we, what the goal of the FET is going to be is showing off African fashion, showing off different cultures, uh, different kinds of food from, from different cultures, and really just celebrating uh, the, the, divi- the diverse communities that make up Socket And in a really fun way, outdoor event, fa- fashion show, food vendors, a uh, couple different vendors outside selling, their, selling uh, th- things that represent their community.
0: Could it be the springtime version of the uh, of the Christmas stroll?
3: It, <laughs> it'll be on <laughs> a much smaller <laughs>
0: scale for the first year. You know, but, uh, uh, absolutely, absolutely.
3: Yeah. we got you. Got to start hey, small. Hey, do you and, want to join right? the
0: board, right? Right? <laughs> right. Adam? You, uh, Adam and Paula, you have got to realize I like to simplify things because my mind is not like uh, way, way up there, right? Um, so, uh, so, I'm always trying to make an example of something. But it's gonna be a lot of fun. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Yes. Right. So uh, you're going to the council and moving it to May two two. So. Yep. But yeah, you know, we do off. have
3: mm-hmm. so many events that we do. That's that's one of our main things that you know is, is interacting with the community. So uh, we are bringing back a re- something that we started last year that was had a great reception. Was re- really fun. Was arts in the alley at Lops Brewing. Uh, so that first one will be this come uh, next Saturday, which is April twenty third, uh, from twelve to four at Lops Brewing. Uh, we open it up to ten, up to ten vendors who can sell whatever they want. In, on the side of Lops, Sean uh, usually releases a new brew. Uh, as well as ha- we have live music from 12 to 4, and it's just a really great opportunity to get outside, get get some shopping done, listen to some great music, and have a couple drinks and uh, some, a food truck. And it's it's, it's always a fun time.
0: So, arts in the alley is um, a uh, Wins- downtown Woonsocket collaborative right. yes, event. Yes, right. uh, that's one of your projects. Yes. Yeah. Oh. So,
4: I mean, it's and again, mm-hmm. it, you know, I've been to a few, and there's always every year an improvement upon it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really just a way to get people together to showcase that. The area is a beautiful area. Yes. You know that there are a lot of things happening and there's been a lot of upgrades over the years. So mm-hmm. Come on down and, and take a look for yourself. Yep. You know?
3: And our new event chair for that, Kim Solona, who owns Monument Square Arts right across from the Stadium Theater, uh, she, the minute I asked the board for someone to chair that event, she immediately hopped on mm-hmm. and And I got a phone call from her about half an hour later with all of these ideas that she had. And I'm really excited to see she's been working really hard with a lot of her artists that work with her at the gallery, as well as Sean, to bring in some really great options.
0: My final uh, uh, observation is um, pretty much uh, when I have the uh, school board uh, people here. You know, people say, when I was in school, and school is so different today than school back then. And so when I was on Main Street, and I think really the toughest thing uh, that uh, Adam and Paulette and the rest of the group have to do is repositioning the thinking of what Main Street is in somebody's mind. You know, because all all they have is that when I was. So the 2022 to 2030 Main Street is going to look different as uh, the collaborative moves forward. Absolutely.
4: Yeah. And there are a lot of uh, a lot of things in a lot of irons in the fire, you know, from the administration and uh, you know others who are are thinking positively, you know. I mean, it doesn't matter as long as we get this done. You know, we have to and I think a lot of it has to do like I, we've been participating in E- events that this the city has put on uh, the comprehensive plan event that happened at the library, Adam mm-hmm. and I both went to that. It was amazing to see the energy in that room, mm-hmm. how people are really thinking about what 's going on and what could go on over the next several years absolutely
3: you know, and I, I think we, if you look at the city, especially the downtown area, you see all these incredible new events that are popping up the the Levant music series, for example, you know, and we 're very proud to be a partner on that and We actually, well, NeighborWorks just actually received a uh, take it outside grant for up to $250,000 for that. And that's, we're partnering with them on that for this equipment library where if an event, if a business downtown wants to hold an event outdoors, we're going to be able to help them out with tents, tables, chairs, a speaker, a microphone. Uh, And on top of that, we're even, we're, we're, we're able to get a mobile stage this year, um, so this is a, a 24 by 24 foot stage that can fold up into the back of into into a, a trailer and go anywhere. Unfold, set up set up a, a brand new stage and have bands on there, have whatever you want on it.
4: So you know, an organization that may be limited in resources. Yep can participate now and, and enjoy themselves and mm-hmm. provide something more for the community. So. Yep.
3: I'm really excited for all of our partnerships. New energy. New yeah. energy, yes. Yeah.
4: It's <laughs> downtown
0: Woonsocket Collaborative. Thank you, Paulette yeah, thank Hamilton. You. Thank you, Adam Brunetti. Paulette, Executive Director, Adam Brunetti. Chairman of the Board. Thank you for having and, us. Uh, and any you guys need some time to uh, talk about any of your projects, especially the Fed coming up on the 20, uh, now the 24th? 22. Uh, uh, 22. May 22nd. 20. Yep. All right. We'll, uh, we'll plug that. Good day uh, from everybody thank here on the Upfront program. Thank Bye-bye. you. WNRI's Upfront, presented weekday mornings at 8 a.m. Upfront is a regular public affairs presentation of News Talk 1380, WNRI Woonsocket.